This guest and I first met when the Foo Fighters were known as that band the drummer from Nirvana started. <laughs> Over the years, we'd play cello together, kick it at local shows, witness the best and worst of what house parties had to offer, and eventually chill in his bar. Uh, he also ended up taking care of my bass for a few years. Thanks again for that. I would like to welcome a hero I call by their first name, Joey. Phil, so so great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just, uh, great to have you on here, man. Um, yeah, man, just, uh, you know, I know we, we just chatted a little bit before this, but um, yeah, this is the first time we have spoken in like 10 years, it's aside from social media, right? Right. You know, it's a good thing that, like, you know, we're able to just, like, instant message each other on, on whatever service, AIM, or Instagram, or, AIM, mm -hmm. or you know, Facebook, whatever. Yeah, you're and, going you're uh, way back to AIM, man. That's a... Dude, yeah, man. <laughs> Classic, dude, no, man. AOL, man. Dude. Yeah, man. NQP yeah, we used to, Dread. I think we chat on that before, too. Like, yeah, just with band stuff as well. Yeah, like NQP Dread. Yes. And, and, and Vaughn's... Oh. And Vaughn's screen name was oh. Sawyer de Hibby. Yes, de that's right. What was yours? I could spell it. Mine was, uh, I mean, at that time, mm -hmm. it was probably Fiberglass 2 or Fiberglass yes. 3 or something. Yes, that was the name of your, yeah, was the, that was your like, band as well. Right. Fiberglass yeah. was my first band around mm -hmm. that time, 1998. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. So that was, yeah, pushing uh, yeah, almost, well, be, well uh, 20, uh, over 20 years ago. 22 that's, years ago? Yeah. 22 years ago, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, 22, man. 22, 23 wow man so like that uh, i met you in like 97. yeah yeah because i was a uh grade so I, you were two, uh, two, you, grade, right? two, 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 two grades yeah that's right so i first heard about nqp mm -hmm. when, in like 1996 i was in eighth grade mm -hmm. and my friend uh roy Teixeira. do you yeah know yeah i remember yeah. Roy. yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was in like my you know my eighth grade classes and stuff mm -hmm. and he was a drummer in in like uh whatever he played the quads in like marching mm -hmm. band whatever it That's was right and he knew so he knew a bunch of like the older the older mm -hmm. kids in brentwood yeah, from green machine that were, yeah that were musicians that were very talented musicians in green machine and he would tell me that like oh yeah there's this band like <laughs> not quite punks nqp <laughs> oh they're God, called <laughs> and i'm like what do you mean there's a band like the of like kids from Brentwood, yeah, kids from Brentwood, like yeah, because that was not guy, heard of, man. This yeah. guy Phil and Chris and 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 Rui, another Rui, guy named Rui, yeah. another guy named Rui. <laughs> so yeah, he told me about that, and then I saw you um, at Nisma. Oh yes, yes, yeah. that's right. You, yeah, you I didn't know you. Money. You didn't. We didn't know each other, but like mm -hmm. I knew who you were. You were that guy from NQP. Yeah. And I was like, oh snap, that's that dude. <laughs> uh, and and you played cello. I knew. I knew you played cello. And um, and then the year after that is when we were in in orchestra together. So yeah, Mr. Milhouse's class in orchestra, and we were stand partners. We sat in the back of the cello <laughs> section, and. Yo, you had him. Oh my God, you and you and him back and forth the, the whole yeah, period man. was hilarious. <laughs> Bobby, I don't Shout. know why I was such an asshole, man. You weren't an asshole. You weren't an asshole. You were just funny. You were the you know you were the class clown. You were yeah. the funniest guy in class. And Bobby Schalk and Jose Coelho, who yeah. were my grade, my good friends, they, you and them too. And that was that was like the best the best period of you know it was one of the best periods of my life. <laughs> it was good times, yeah, like wasn't it, man? I, that's when I, I love that class, man. Yeah. yeah, Jose, you get a zero for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jose always got a zero. He would give you every day. Every day he would, Mr. Milhouse would give a zero. And then like, oh, and then, um, 
And then I met Vaughn. Oh, do we are we calling him Vaughn or Chris? Yeah, either way is fine, man. I mean, that's that has that, that is like his name. Yeah, that um, is his name. Vaughn, I didn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I don't know if I should keep going with this or do you, if you know. Yeah, go for it, man. Okay, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So so then Vaughn, like, um, you know, so before class there was orchestra and then there was mm -hmm. band right across the mm -hmm. hallway. And you know I'm in tenth grade, and you guys are seniors. Mm -hmm. Everyone, all the seniors would be out in the in the hallway, you know, like kicking around a hacky sack. And that's yes. when I met. That's when I met Vaughn, because he, he was in shit, band man. and the, in yeah. the same period. Of, what was this like eighth period? I think or like yeah, the last was, period of the day. The yeah, day. Man. yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were like right by the outside doors of like the soccer fields or whatever was over there. And uh, you know he'd be wearing like his bad religion shirt, and he would he would have his book <laughs> bag or with jinkos with the chain <laughs> wallet, and like a book bag with all the patches on. He would Operation Ivy, yep. face to face, mad ball, mm -hmm. and I was like, whoa, this guy is punk. Yeah, this yeah. guy is punk, and he had the same mushroom haircut as me. Yes, the mushroom haircut, man. So, Never you know, forget that's that, how man. I, that's how I met Vaughn, and he was like, oh, this is my son. <laughs> he would tell everybody. This is my son. Like I was his little protege. And I mean, yeah, at least man. in my mind, that's what I yeah. was. And you know, he, 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 you, and him, like mm -hmm. introduced me to everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, we um, um, we were tight. Yeah, we were definitely. Yeah. And then um, wow. yeah, I could go on and on, but yeah, I'll, man, I'll, I'll let you keep this moving, and we go, we could come back. Yeah, definitely, man. This is like so, so yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so can you just like share a little bit about like what got you into? In, 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 into music like into with music. instruments because like that yeah, wasn't so, really a thing um, right I, well maybe with Brentwood because you know there's a big well we started um, you know, playing music Latin later American community say again we started playing music later later yeah that's we, right we didn't play music until 7th grade before mm -hmm. that 6th grade you mm -hmm. were in like it was just music it was like a lecture and we had mm -hmm. A days and B days that's right we had, like a, a chorus days, right a day was like chorus or whatever mm -hmm. your, your music lecture class, and mm -hmm. B days was gym. Yeah, and now that's right. I wasn't much of an athlete, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's like. But then music class is so boring. I didn't care about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But then I got into like you know, like at that time, real young, ten years old, you know, mm -hmm. fifth grade. My older brothers were into like hip hop of, okay, of the time. Yeah. Like, you know, EPMD, Naughty by Nature, mm -hmm. Gangstar, Wu Tang, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff in the early nineties, the whole yep. West Coast thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was exposed to that and I was like, yeah, well I was down to you know, Dr. Dre the Chronic. I love that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, classic, and then man. and then all at the same time, you know, they were my brothers were also they were like metalheads before that. Mm -hmm. So it was like Mas Master of Puppets and like Megadeth and Slayer and stuff. So mm -hmm. I was exposed to that at a very young age and I liked you know, I liked all styles of music, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I really loved music, but but like the hip hop and uh, like hard rock music or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. was is really what resonated to me. And then you know, wow. I guess I would watch MTV, whatever. And then like the buzz clips would come on. MTV has the power of ten thousand buzzes. That's what they had MTV buzz clips, and <laughs> I saw. Um, you know, this is September '93 now, and it's and it's Nirvana, who was mm -hmm. already like the hugest band in the world at that time. Yeah. And they they came out with Heart Shaped Box, and it was like, what is this weird video with like, you know, the the frames of the oh of yeah, that? It's like, yeah, that's right. The, yeah. the frames were hand pin, hand painted individually to make it look like Technicolor, like yeah, the Wizard of right. Oz. 
and like you know those old twisted trees and the fetuses hanging from the twisted yeah. trees it was so Jesus, bizarre yeah. it's like what is this yeah and like you know and it's like a nirvana song i'm like whoa yeah now you know i knew metallica i knew like naughty by nature and mm-hmm. what was this yeah. To me? yeah yeah i didn't know Nevermind before that Mm-hmm. And then also Green Day came out. Well, that was a little bit later, you know, a few months later. Yeah, but that, yeah. that's that is how I got into music. That's my getting into music story. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And then like the Longview video with Green Day with like Billy Joe and his fake British <laughs> accent shredding up the couch with a knife, and then Trey yeah, Cool symbols, Trey Cool symbols that looked yeah. like they were beat up with a hammer. I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> so my brother had an older my brother's friend uh john rosario he let me borrow his in utero and dookie cassettes and it was a mm-hmm. rap mm-hmm. yeah that man it. it's it's nuts man um you know like uh just hearing that that history and you know it was so new right this was like there was nothing as, as far as i'm concerned like nothing that was it was new to that, us yeah new to us yeah and it wasn't widely available like you know right. there was punk and and um uh, you know, that was, you know, like grunge, quote, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, was you in to Seattle, up, right? Right. You had to stay up after like 11 o'clock to see that. Exactly. Uh, on exactly. MTV. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. I remember um, for me, it was like, you know, um, you know, because my, you know, my my, my dad, my mom's Puerto Rican, my dad's Jamaican. So I always right. grew up around instruments. Yeah. Um, but I never, it was just used for, you know, merengue or right. you know, reggae Salsa. and stuff. Um, Dude, that's awesome. But, yeah. But I didn't know I, about the merengue. Yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of family stuff, you know, like we had all, you know, like like maracas in the house and all yeah, this. Dude, you know. that beautiful GNL. Yeah, man, that, yeah, that's my P1000, dad's. One yeah. thousand, whatever it's called. That thing yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah, man, still kicking, man. Still kicking. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like uh, I think it's as old as older than me. Old as I, I actually uh, had to fix it. It's at least as old as you are. Yeah, um, I actually took it apart because the uh, pickups uh, were messed up, and um, I went online and I found the. Uh, Someone had just uploaded the PDFs of the wiring, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I opened up and I, I fixed it, and yeah, nice. it sounds great. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I have to like de-rust it <laughs> and stuff, but uh, yeah, man. Oh, um, but yeah, man. I was gonna say, like for me, uh, what did me in with music, like with you know, like rock music and stuff, was right. uh, the Faith No More video. <laughs> uh, epic, man! Like that uh, shit was. It's little. It's from like ninety, I 1990, guess. Nineteen ninety, yeah. Yeah, but that was just like, I yo, this is dope, man. Right. And I was, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, man, so definitely can relate. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great song. It that, is. That's man. a song that when it comes on the radio, I don't turn it off. You don't. Yep, yep, yep. You just listed the whole thing through. Always, uh, always. Yeah. Um, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It comes on. You know, I I skip that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be in some, the mood. Some some yeah. You got to be in the mood. Yeah, yeah. You got to be in that in, in the mood because like Flea, you know, he's echoing this. Listen to that guy. Dude, Flea is time. awesome. Yeah, but the whole band itself, yeah, can be a bit grating. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. So that's cool, man. So yeah, it's just um, yeah. you know, just your older brothers and just right. getting those cassettes. Yeah, and get the the, the Dookie cassette and the New mm-hmm. cassette like at the same time. That was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. probably February of ninety four. Yeah, so this is you know September ninety three. Like mm-hmm. then Nirvana Live and Loud in Seattle. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes. Dude, yeah, man. Yo. Yeah. The, the, I remember seeing the the toms, Dave Grohl's giant like fifteen inch tom, and I remember seeing them shake. It was like freaking thunder, and you see this yeah. guy like. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, that, this is what here? I want to do. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, remember man. seeing the yeah. Beck the Beck song "Loser." Yeah, video, yeah, yeah. The video for that. There's a little girl that you know they make it edited so she's going do 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 pa pa 
pat do pat yeah 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 and i was like that's when that right there is when i was like i want to play drums really wow man so that's yes yeah, so like yeah yeah that's awesome the jawbrox savory video yep, yep on beavis and butthead the fox <laughs> yeah me <laughs> me mm-hmm. i love that song yeah yeah, yeah i love great that song, song. yeah well, so much stuff so much i think the deftones like, covered it too it definitely a good yes cover they did yeah, yeah they did so so many good like bands th- that like i know today were like from beavis and butthead Be- so yeah they, they, they showcased like uh primus um yeah yeah i was never a big primus fan but i just thought but it was it's, cool but what it was they cool. were doing it was yeah. cool yeah yeah so i got like um you know i got a, a, a pair of drumsticks i didn't have mm-hmm. a drum but i had drumsticks <laughs> nice Keeping and i just started man. beating on my <laughs> yes the brentwood way and i started the the youngest kid way too the yeah, thir- yeah the third child all the hand-me-down stuff you know my yeah. brother had a guitar from his metal days mm-hmm. it's a cheap memphis guitar mm-hmm. and he passed it to me and i started hitting pillows with the drumsticks <laughs> nice man. and um and like in class i would have like a a notebook like a spiral bound notebook and like two mm-hmm. pens so like one pen would be hitting it everybody must have like this is going nuts but then you know like i said sixth grade we still weren't playing an instrument in brentwood that's right you know we were still the a bays and a days and b days you know climbing the rope in gym class or like T T ta T T ta, you know. Yeah, in, yeah, in, remember uh, that. In yep. lecture, that was so. And we boring. had like recorders too. I think we did some recorders. Recorders. That, that was like third grade. That was like, yeah, yeah. I loved so, it, man. Yeah, yeah. So then, when it was like you know time to to pick an instrument to play, you know, seventh mm-hmm. grade, you know, obviously at this time it's like I wanted drums. You know, you can't, yeah. Guitar wasn't offered, but drums was, mm-hmm. but only the snare drum was offered. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's gonna be boring. I don't want to yeah. just like play a snare drum. Yeah, it's like once so, every like fifteen minutes or right. something. Right. So concert. then I joined. Right. So I joined the orchestra instead yeah. of band, and uh, of course Nirvana unplugged. Mm. Oh you know, yeah, I that's gravi- the day the cello. Yeah. I gravitated yeah. towards the cello. Yeah. So Miss Mrs. Right. Poland, you went to South Middle School, didn't yep, you? Yep, Miss Poland. She was Mrs. awesome. Mrs. Poland. Yeah, yeah she yeah. set up the foundation of who I'd become as a musician. So, you know, stretching your fingers to play scales, mm-hmm. developing uh, vibrato and a bowing mm-hmm. technique, yep. learning the basic music theory, you mm-hmm. know, intonation, all yep. that kind of stuff. All that classical tra- kind of training mm-hmm. that was all from Mrs. Poland. Miss, po- yep, Miss Poland. Yeah, she yeah. stuck with me. Yeah, and, I, and all yeah. the things that I learned from Mrs. Poland, I would kind of transfer onto guitar as well. So. Yeah, yeah, it's really easy to transfer with the string instruments, right? Right. right. Yeah, that's right. Because I wanted to play violin, and I did. Uh-huh. And then there were like too many, you know, it's Brentwoods that didn't have enough. So, so they were like, "You want to play, <laughs> play uh, either bass or cello?" <laughs> yep. Or viola. And I was, the, yeah, viola. And I was like, "Viola seems kind of wax. So I don't know why I just didn't like it." And <laughs> then Mr. Um, Millizer was a viola player. He was man. No, yeah. no shade, no shade, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I already played electric bass from when i was okay, younger right so and i was like yeah let me try something different so i just went with with, with the uh with the cello which and also we remember we had to bring our instruments home okay right to yeah. practice right so i was like yep. yeah i'm not bringing that motherfucking bass home man. Yo, getting that, <laughs> trying to get that on the bus and like <laughs> no, hitting into everybody bad, man. <laughs> the cello was bad enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> i envied the violin players if you play like flute or something you so know what? Easy. Violin is freaking hard, man. It, it is. Really is, yeah. You, do you remember Paul Little? Yes. Yo, yeah. Paul Little. He, I, you know what? I saw Paul Little. He didn't see me because he was 
like leading an orchestra. Was yep, that him? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he's, it was he's doing, um, um, yeah, conducting. He was, yeah, he was in like it was like a nursing home where my, my grandma was in West oh, Islip, nice. Our Lady Consolation, mm-hmm. and like. You know, I'm passing through the hallways to go visit my grandma, and mm-hmm. and I hear like obviously there's live music going on. I remember if it was a, I think it was a band, whatever, like maybe mm-hmm. like a, a jazz type band, like easy mm-hmm. class, like classical jazz, and and I stopped and I looked in, and I didn't remember his name, mm-hmm. but I remember seeing him, and I was like, oh, that's that guy. Like I don't yeah, know his yeah. name, but I remember he was in actually he was in that same class with us, right? Yep, yep. So he was a violin we were, player, yeah. We yep. were playing cello and he was like first chair violin. Yeah, yeah, first chair violin. Right. Yeah. And he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. He's still, you know, he um yeah, he's conducting That's how I recognized that was him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's doing good, man. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Still doing man, it up, man. Yeah. I can't wait. To, I, I want to listen to all these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's man. crazy. That's wow. How many people has it been into oh, they're all from Brentwood? Most of them, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, I have so, some friends from okay. Japan as well. Okay, cool, um, but, cool. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is cool, really cool man. that you're doing this. <laughs> awesome, man. So yeah, man. So you just you just kind of gravitated towards cello, and then um, you know, right. Miss Poland kind of gave you that foundation right. of music theory and, and yeah. technique. Yeah. And the vibrato. And, you yeah. Know, playing yeah, she scales. Was, yeah, she was a stickler for a, 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 a vibrato, man. Oh, <laughs> I remember she was, that. She was she like, was definitely movie. a stickler for a lot of things. <laughs> But it was great. She man. was tough. She was tough. But you know what? It was it was good. It was good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was yeah. good for me who wanted to continue down this route. But for mm-hmm. other people, you got you know you got to put a lot of work into playing an instrument, no matter yeah. what it is. No matter what instrument it is, you got to put a lot of work into like mm-hmm. if you really want to get good at it. And mm-hmm. some instruments are easy to sound good, and other instruments like you have to like yeah. you know pull that bow right and like make sure you're fingering that <laughs> that note. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then also um, like like the equality uh that's something that uh, Paul touched on as well is like the the you you can't like at a certain level when you get to a certain skill level like you, the instrument has to upgrade to right. you, you know what I mean right yeah, but, um, yeah. anyway yeah yeah so you know so now I'm like my brother passed passed off his uh his little Memphis you know cheapo guitar to me mm-hmm. and like you know so i started plucking away on that learning like chords that i learned from like reading guitar world magazine mm-hmm. yep and then i joined the jazz band with mr infante yeah mr infante yep, yep. and uh and then i don't have to like play like minor chords and minor seven chords mm-hmm. it's like what the hell is this like really extended yeah yeah i didn't have a guitar teacher to tell me what this was so it's like mm-hmm. i had to i didn't have the internet to go google it yep and I wasn't about to go to the library and open a book like I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was like 12 years old then. Yeah. So, but, you know, I figured out how to play minor chords from mm-hmm. Guitar World magazine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, played in jazz band, learned how to play like, um, you know, songs from the 60s and mm-hmm. standards. And, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, my parents bought me a, uh, a $75, like, cheap, dilapidated drum set that they found nice. in a penny saver awesome man penny and saver dude oh throwing dude, it back man and like <laughs> I, I we got these these symbols that like we had to go to this like music store on in on main street and islip to mm-hmm. like buy these like cheapo not zildjian like you know cheap cheap brass symbols mm-hmm. and i bought these symbols and remember there was that long view video with green day and and like you know billy joe tearing up the couch with the with the knife <laughs> yeah. and trey cool his symbols were like they were like all crushed up. Like it looks yeah. like it took a hammer to them. So, you know, I bought these symbols. Well, my mom <laughs> my mom bought me these symbols. 
And I get home and I take, I literally take a hammer to them and just like push them up. <laughs> and I put them back on the stands and I try playing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and those those were straight up like trash can lids after that yeah yeah and my mom was so pissed <laughs> she was so i immediately regretted it like why yeah. did you do that that was not a good idea <laughs> not a good idea yeah we used to still young yeah. man you figured it out the hard way but <laughs> yeah so <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Bring back memories. I remember doing all kinds of weird shit to that I just yeah, because I didn't know like what. Yeah, I used to um, because I didn't you know like I didn't you know like not having the internet, it's kind of just experiment with stuff. So right. I, I remember we in had person, um, in real life. Yeah, yeah, and um, I remember like I wanted to record something, so I had two stereos that both had input mi input mics. Yeah. So like I would play bass yeah record it and then put it in the other stereo and play the tape Dude, and that that's awesome and the, that's yeah amazing. yeah and then yeah i would i don't know how i did it but it worked and now and then finally i can it do worked. like three tracks and then yeah i would put vocals on it and i used to make these songs uh that uh jeff baptiste man like i only showed it to him okay and I, yeah and I, we would i would just write, write these songs and we would just crack up man we just <laughs> just singing random shit man do you have but, like uh, archives of all that stuff Ah, uh, probably not, man. This all gone, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I still remember the songs, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I can, all right. That's I thought cool. about re-recording re, re, yeah. re them now that I have all, all my, like, my, my, my bedroom studio and stuff. Yeah. You but know, it's, it's you mentioned good. Dave Grohl yeah. earlier with the Foo yeah. Fighters. Yeah. And, and, like, when I first heard, like, when I, so now I'm playing, so, you know, like, I'm, like I said, I'm playing guitar, I'm playing cello, and I'm playing mm -hmm. drums all at the same time. I'm learning all three at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, obviously, at that time, 1995, the first Foo Fighters record. The, yeah, the song, excellent record, man. You know, This is a Call of Is It Is mm -hmm. a Pretty, yeah. that yeah. song. And, um, and then it's like, yo, Dave Grohl did this whole thing himself. Mm -hmm. So now, mm -hmm. you know, there's the interviews again in Guitar World magazine or whatever. And he would talk about how he would record something on his stereo with the built-in mm -hmm. mic and then play that stereo back into another stereo that was like recording with the built-in mic while he's playing something else. Oh, yeah. That's and what I was he would track just like that, just the same exact way. Wow, that you were I never knew it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. man. That's why I figured like, oh, you brought up Foo Fighters like in the beginning and this like, yeah. that's, that's I never how knew Dave that. Grohl did it. Yeah. Yeah, man, it so works. So I got, I got a four-track... <laughs> Uh, Tascam uh, Porta Studio, nice, MK2 the four track, Porta man. Studio, four track cassette player, mm -hmm. and you know, so now like I'm learning how to play these songs, you know, these chords, mm -hmm. and then I'm learning how to play along to Dookie and like Nevermind and you know whatever else. I'm learning how to play Metallica songs all mm -hmm. right off the bat, mm -hmm. you know. So get get that technical in me from the start to give me like some sort of foundation of playing mm -hmm. and, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, and then I was like, I want that. I want a four track because mm -hmm. what what I read about, which you did, and what Dave Grohl did, mm -hmm. was something that I could do in a like a more uh, like hi-fi way. Yeah, with yeah. a four track as opposed mm -hmm. to playing it over speakers. Like this is the real way. Like you take mm -hmm. a cassette, a cassette, um, which is stereo on mm -hmm. side A and side B on the same tape, and split that into four. Yep. separate channels mm -hmm. and have if you have a tape head that can play one one at a time and, and mm -hmm. as opposed to stereo 
and have the, that ability to record, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you flip the tape over to make sure it's going backwards now when you want to track on three and four. That's right. And I yep. did that. Yep. I recorded the drums with one microphone, mm-hmm. and then I went back and recorded guitar and vocals at the same time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I re and then I re-recorded, not re-recorded, but double-tracked mm-hmm. the guitar and the vocals at the same time with yeah. another mic. So now I have two guitars and I have two vocals. Yeah, so I could yeah. have two guitar parts and I could have you know, a, 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 vein, a main vocal and a harmony. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's, so that was the first fiberglass. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think I... I, think I I think I listened to it. I think you you gave you giving them out, right? Oh, I'm, I, I'm, there's no way I wouldn't allow you to. I would I would make sure that tape was in your pocket. <laughs> Phil, Phil, listen to my fiberglass tape. Phil, listen to my tape. Yeah, yeah, I'm Mr. Sure. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Chris Nolte, yeah. listen to my fiberglass yeah. tape. <laughs> Please. Yeah, yeah. So you you like hand drew the the cover. Uh, some, was that the one that was hand drawn? No, that, that was the, the CD. CD. That was the that CD. Was a CD. Okay. Yeah, that was the that was the full length. Yeah, the full length. From <laughs> now on, we're straight edge. It's called. Twenty years ago, twenty years ago, that came out. Is that crazy? That's nuts, man. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Worst year ever, but in a lot of ways, like the, you know, some good things happened. Yeah, yeah. Least. A lot of honesty. Like, this is awesome. A lot of honesty. <laughs> that's for sure. You know, it's real. It's really so cool that we're able to do this right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's like we're on the phone, but it's like we're um, talking into a podcast microphone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you said that you got a a, a broadcasting mic. Yeah, so this is an Electro Voice RE20. Nice. And um, I don't know, like maybe if you you saw like Frasier or something or or Ben Shapiro. (laughs) (laughs) He he uses an RE20. Really? Yeah. I, I, I... I don't watch. Uh, I try to stay I, away from. I that. don't either. But um, but the one but, time I one time I did watch it, I was like, oh, yeah. it's got the same mic as me. I, but but like my point is that it's a very common broad. It's yeah. a very common radio mic. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say like, uh, um, yeah. I, just, I don't I don't I don't really watch uh, much. I try to stay away. This makes me angry. But um, yes. He he uh, recited the lyrics to that the new yes Megan I Three saw. Stallion uh, Cardi B song, yes. <laughs> and people yes. are remixing it. Uh, and the remix of it, <laughs> yeah. yo, that was amazing. That was oh, uh, man. the things the things that conservatives get get mad about. <laughs> the things that like really ticked them off. Yeah, man, real so like, ticked off. Out of all the things you can get angry about, man, like <laughs> these two, two really beautiful women just being. I don't know. It's just like why get mad at this? And you know what? <laughs> if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Don't listen to don't it. Don't listen man. to it. <laughs> oh man, simple it's as that. Yeah. So, what were you asking me about the microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, um, are you going to do some like, uh, like podcasting yourself? Or are you going to use it for like recording? No, or? This is my first podcast. I never thought I would ever be on a podcast. <laughs> I would never say anyone say yes to anyone to ask me to be on a podcast. But for you, I was <laughs> like, you, all right, man. this is just like I'm having a conversation with Phil. So, yeah, I'll do a podcast. Thanks, I really appreciate it. I have it, a podcasting man. mic. You know, this is a professional broadcasting mic. Yeah. So. You know, it I sounds good. Really, yeah. I don't have a deep voice. I have a very, I'm very like self-conscious about my voice, but like this, all the vocal fry. You know, if you turn up like 125 hertz, you get like a nice, you know, like the Howard Stern. Yeah, movie, Howard Stern like, thing you know, going on. Like, yeah. This is kind of like this is like the the microphone that the Howard Stern guest would get if they had okay. like an SM58. You know, Howard Stern would have like the Neumann the best U8, one, yeah. U87, like whatever he's got, the U67, whatever it is, yeah. you know, a $3,000 mic. This yeah. is a $300 mic. Yeah. And this microphone 
is used for kick drums. It's used for broadcasting. It's mm-hmm. used for um, actually Kurt Cobain recorded his vocals for In Utero through this microphone. Really? I did not oh, wow. know that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. The the competitor of this this microphone, the RE20, mm-hmm. is the Shure uh, SMB. Right? Is that you know what? I have a computer in front. Yeah, of I'm me, googling now. Yeah, sure. S- yeah, uh, you'll S- see it. SM7B. You'll recognize it. Yeah. You'll recognize it. Do you see it? Yeah. Sure, SM7B, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like the competitor to this mic. And I was like, you know what? Everybody, a lot of people that I know have that mic. So if I ever want it, Mm -hmm. I could like borrow it from somebody. So I was like, let me get the RE20. You know, maybe somebody will want to. I like to like get things to like lend them out to people. And Mm -hmm. I like borrowing other, like how I borrowed your bass for like, (laughs) that was, what was that? Like probably two years where did yeah, I get yeah. that from Duncan I think Duncan had it yeah Duncan had it yeah. oh yeah cause Duncan was using that in Capital. he used that in Capital in like the early the early yeah. times yes I, yeah. Yeah, I, I anyway, left Japan yeah, I couldn't I, bring it yeah I will um, let you get to wherever you're going yeah so yeah we kind of are gotten we have gotten up to i guess the end end of high school ish times right um after you started right. recording you had your brand fiberglass right um yeah where did the name come from <laughs> the name came from um a nirvana song okay. that was uh, a song on their first demo that they recorded in like january of 87 oh. with um dale crover from the melvins on the drums they didn't have a drummer so mm-hmm. they were like hey can you like please jam with us and like record these songs with jack and dino who was like a pretty well-known local guy in like mm-hmm. you know as far as a producer he was in, mm-hmm. um anyway um they did that in like 10 hours and if you ask me like what my favorite nirvana stuff is like i would say like the first demo the ted ed wow. fred demo they mm-hmm. weren't called nirvana yet and anyway there was a song called beeswax and um the line in there is like something about fiberglass, something cotton candy So I was like, oh, fiberglass. Like, that sounds like fiberglass cotton candy. Like, think yeah, about yeah. fiberglass. Think about cotton candy. Imagine, like, eating cotton candy and it was really fiberglass. Oh, my. Like, you're, you're done. So man. that's where game I got over. the name fiberglass from. <laughs> that's dope, man. It, it reminds me, um, I used to work at the beach with uh, Chris and, and Lee. And one of, in, in, uh, in uh, Captree, where the boats are. Yes. And, you um, guys all worked at Captree at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, we... F- one of the somebody left a giant pole in the in the grass so we had to throw it away so you know before we threw it away we decided we wanted to like you know f- i don't know spin it around and you know do like ninja stuff with it <laughs> of course <laughs> and then all of a sudden like my forearms start to just like burn uncontrollably okay. and then like yeah. everybody's like oh shit and somebody's like dude man that's a fucking fiberglass pole like <laughs> <laughs> so like, we just like had like micro glass. Oh, <laughs> I never wow. forget about that. <laughs> See, I just thought it was like metal or something. It was like, dude, that's a fiberglass. Yeah, pole. it's, like, it's actually glass. Do? It's actually yeah. fiberglass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I thought I thought it was a cool name for a band. Like, yeah, it's you know, awesome, it's like, man. You know, um, I, mean, I didn't know what I wanted to sound like. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wrote all these songs, and then like November '97, once I got that four track, mm-hmm. I got a, a Shure SM57 microphone. Mm-hmm. 
And then I just like, you know, tracked all the songs, like I said before. That's and, awesome, man. You know? And then Danny Sabella would like hound me every day, like, you know, <laughs> let's start a band, let's start a band. I'm like, Danny, you don't know how to play anything. Like, he plays <laughs> trumpet. Like, what are you like what are you gonna do? Yeah. He's like, I'll play bass. I'm like, all right, so get a bass. You got that. a bass. And, you know, and I started teaching him. Um, he was learning stuff on his own. Mm-hmm. And then he was coming to my house. Like, every day he would walk to his house down Spur Drive. Mm-hmm. Every day after school he would come. And, and we had, like, this trailer in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And he would come in there. There was, like, a bee's nest above, like, the door. <laughs> it was, like, terrifying to go into. Like, you were going to get stung by a bee. Going yeah. into this weird trailer. And, like, here I am, like, awaiting Danny. Like, okay, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, um, you know, and then we started like playing together and then it's like, okay, now we need a drummer. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, when I first heard about you, mm-hmm. it was from Rui Teixeira. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not even st- sure if I'm saying his name right. I haven't yeah. s- seen the guy I in years. In, dec- in decades, yeah. We called him Roy back then, but his mm-hmm. name was Rui. And, um, so like he was an awesome drummer, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, let's get Rui to play. And he mm-hmm. was in, he was in, we were all in classes together in like mm-hmm. 10th grade. And, you know, he wasn't really interested, I guess. I don't know. So, you know, like I said, I was in jazz band. So now I'm in like, I think it was like three o'clock jazz band or maybe two o'clock jazz band where I'm playing guitar in jazz band in the high school now in 10th grade. And Steve Garcia, who was a year older than me, mm-hmm. and I knew him from back in like 96 as like some dude that loved Green Day and Somniac as much yeah. as me. Yeah. We, uh, we were in like music theory class together. And then, you know, one night he came to our jazz band rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And he played trumpet, or he played bass, or something in like another jazz band. In like yeah, the, played trumpet. The higher yeah. up, the higher up jazz band. Yeah. And he sat down. He sat down behind the drum kit, and he did this flutter, like do 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 with a single kick drum. Do 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 do. And I was like, yo, I was like, want to <laughs> join a ska punk band? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, Fiberglass wasn't even like ska yet. We were just like mm-hmm. we were just trying to figure out where we were going, you know, mm-hmm. as we learned about new bands like every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Then like you know, and so now I'm like learning about all these new bands, like seeing Vaughn with the, like all the patches, yeah, yeah, the Operation Ivy and Madball, and then mm-hmm. you and you like being an orchestra with you, mm-hmm. talking about like Sound Majority all the time, Sound Majority, yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, man. who is this Sound Majority band? Yeah, uh, that I'm always hearing about. <laughs> and then one day, like we <clears throat> we the orchestra had to like trek over to Sonderling from Ross. Mm-hmm. I guess it was probably for like a dress rehearsal. Like we oh, yeah, one of the concert. concerts, yeah. Like the, yeah. we were going to play a concert like the next day or that night or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember walking through the hallways with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you were talking about the Get Up Kids or whatever you were talking about. And you said something Maybe, about... It must have been Glassjaw, man. I was It so was probably Glassjaw. Yeah, it was probably Glassjaw, yeah. I was and you were like, something, 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 emo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what the fuck is emo? Yeah. What is emo? <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know, it's like, it's like Weezer stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, and that was like the most perfect comparison. <laughs> Emo, let's like Weezer. And once you said that to me, I instantly like I instantly understood. Yeah, you know, yeah. You were, if you were if you were describing Glassjaw, then you oh, it sounds like Deftones, but like mm-hmm. more emo. I'm like, yeah. what's emo? Like Weezer. Like Weezer is emo. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> so you know, apparently, Sound Majority is also kind of emo. Yeah, yeah. Because like, know? yeah, because there's such. I think I might just do like a little essay, uh, audio, uh, like an audio essay and just the change of emo through time because, you know, it was like Fugazi was considered right. emo at some t- mm-hmm. point. Rites of Spring, Embrace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah. So so now I'm like, what is you know? At that point, I certainly was, did not hear about those bands. All mm-hmm. I'm hearing about is Sound Majority and Glassjaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And so it's like. All right, well, how do I find these bands? Like, you know, I go to Record Town in the South Shore Mall, and <laughs> like, you know, I can't, I can't find Sound Majority there. So I found Face to Face, Big Choice. Mm-hmm. That was like one Face to Face. Fonz always talking about mm-hmm. Chris Nolte <laughs> at the time. Chris Nolte, <laughs> and like Victory Records compilation, Victory mm-hmm. Style yeah, too. That had like right. Snap, Snapcase, and Earth Crisis, Warzone, yep. Strife. Yes, Strife. Strife on that. Yeah. And then, so finally, I find a Sound Majority CD in Record Town in the South Shore Mall. <laughs> So I get wow. home excited as hell, pop the disc in my CD player, and I'm like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> of course, now, I've never heard Sound Majority before, but mm. this was certainly not, it's not what was described to me. Yeah. This yeah. Is not, whatever it was, it was like a bad rock band, and they, were, they also happened to be called Sound Majority. So it was very, <laughs> like, very, very disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. This is not the Weezer emo I'm, I'm hearing about. <laughs> so crazy. finally, Lena Conti. Yes, Lena. Lena yeah, Conti. Yeah. She let me borrow her Life of a Spectator mm-hmm. and also Sick of It All, Built to Last. CDs. Oh, great CD. Yeah. You know, that, that saw majority, the first reverse similar. Yep. Another oh, fast punk beat, Timmy the L word, yep. the crazy drum patterns that Ben mm-hmm. would do. I was like hooked, obsessed immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Ryan would play these like cool sus two chords. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, mm-hmm. I have my guitar right here. Of course, you wouldn't expect me to. Set up for a podcast and have a not have a guitar handy. <laughs> like uh mm-hmm. those are like the, the those yeah. are the emo chords. Yep, yep. You know. And like I already knew about them from like alternative music, but like mm-hmm. now there was like this band from Long Island. Yeah, that was just doing you know? it. Yeah. And like t- you know, they had the Rich would have like those chunky yeah man you know he would play like dissonant like he would play like the weird notes on top of like Ryan's like mm-hmm. the emo stuff Unlike those other bands on the Victory Comp, you know, SM, mm-hmm. th- they had the heaviness, but they also added a ton of melody. Yeah, lots you know, of melody. They were from yeah. the South Shore. Like, mm-hmm. the lyrics were so relatable. Mm-hmm. This band mm-hmm. is from Lindenhurst. Like, I'm not sure where Lindenhurst is, but, like, they're from Lindenhurst. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a few exits now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't know, you know, in 10th grade. We were so young. Yeah, we didn't even know. Yeah. You know, Duncan pointed out that part of Sam Majority's appeal is the fact that you didn't need a lyric sheet to be able to sing along. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can <laughs> yeah, just listen, yeah. and then like you know all the words, and you're singing along. And, like yeah. that's very appealing to like a band that you know you can really get into. So yeah, that was like 98, mm-hmm. 10th grade, you guys were seniors, you know, hacky stack in the hallway, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Sound Majority, definitely. Yeah. So now Sound Majority is playing the shows, you're always telling me about like Dr. Shays and like mm-hmm. 
you know, oh, yeah, uh, the yeah, PWAC right. and like all yeah. these venues. I didn't, you know, I heard about them and mm-hmm. I was aware of them as they were happening. But like, I wasn't going to get my mom to like drive me there. Yeah, it was like, tough. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nobody else wanted to go with me. But anyway, you know, and so now me and Danny Sabella are hanging out a bunch more. So it's like he was down to like go to shows. So I'm like, all right, let's go. You know, I hear about the Suicide Machines is playing at the next oh. Columbus. Yes. In uh, Mineola. Yep, yep. And now Battle Hymns came out, and I'm officially a Scott Punk kid. Mm-hmm. You know, besides, <laughs> like, I'm trying to get into emo, but, like, you know, I'm officially Scott Punk. Mm-hmm. Assorted Jelly Beans, Some Majority, Suicide Machines, all the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Now they're playing, all three of those bands are playing in Mineola. <laughs> Suicide Machines and Assorted Jelly Beans are playing at Knights of Columbus. Some Majority is playing at Deja One, just Deja a couple One. blocks away. Mm-hmm. So now... I don't know where we're going. I want to see Suicide Machines because I know Sound Majority is a local band, so I could probably see them, see them again, next yeah. weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. but Suicide Machines and Assorted Jelly Beans, like yeah. two of my favorite bands at the moment. <laughs> so, you know, we take the we take the train from Brentwood to Mineola, me yep. and Danny. Once we get off the train, we got to decide now which direction we want to go. Do we want to go to Deja One, see Sound Majority? Because, you know, we might not get in, or do we want to take the chance and try to get in? Because Chris... Mm-hmm. told me that the Suicide Machine show was already sold out. Okay. So we were like, you know what? Let's just go see Salt Majority. Mm-hmm. So we go there and, um, you know, it was a little sad mm-hmm. because I knew that Salt Majority was a band I could see, you know, yeah, anytime, next weekend yeah. or whatever somewhere. And Suicide Machines, I'm not really going to be able to see them mm-hmm. that often. But, like, this was a life-changing show for me. This is where really? I needed to be. There was, like, 300 other, like you know kind of weirdos that were like packing out this catering hall Mm -hmm. and uh there was like you know cleanser yes and uh the rookie lot that was like Mm -hmm. the pre brand new band Mm -hmm. and you know of course saw majority you know Mm -hmm. i had um you know lena conti she made me the um life of a spectator cd so Mm -hmm. i was very familiar with it at the time and you know i was like loving this like this Mm -hmm. is amazing and um i remember like going into the pit during either like cross crowded rooms or windows down one of yeah. the emo songs yeah yeah the full like, emo yeah and there was like the clapping before like the big mosh parts you hear like, yeah yeah and it was like terrifying like, what the fuck what, what's this clapping about I don't know but I'm getting away It's done. Take this finger, take this thumb, stretch the map to form a gun. Point to the left side of my chest. I don't know what happened, but I didn't get away in time enough, and I got kicked in the face. Oh shit, man! In like cross crowded rooms or like windows down or something. One of, one of Sound Majority's emo songs. I got kicked in the face. So after that, it was like Scott Punk shows only for a while. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> man. Oh, Scott man. Punk only. You're not gonna get kicked in the yeah. face. Just gonna yeah. get you skank away. What are their emo songs, really? Like, yeah, I was like not come on, guys. That. Yeah, the clapping was so terrifying. Yeah, it was, man. 
it's, yeah, man. It's like the calm bef- before the storm, man. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, there was a, um, I remember um, like 98, 99, um, and then Cool Beans, right? Fiberglass played there. Yo, Cool well. Beans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there we was played a pretty, there with a kin. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah, man. And I, uh, like there was a, a pretty nice ska scene for a while. I remember seeing like bands that actually like started having trumpets 19, and trombones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the late well, 90s. Well, you know, because now it was getting a little bit cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Mm-hmm. And what's that song? The impression that I get. Yep, yep. You know, like that's a horn song that's like very prominent in this like radio song. A song that's on the radio, you know? Yeah. So like a lot of these. something that you heard a lot of at all back then. So like, so now there's an opportunity for these people that aren't like, guitar players and drummers to like get involved in a band mm-hmm. so the the kid that only played trumpet like Danny Sabella he only played trumpet before he played bass mm-hmm. you know now the trumpet player could join a band mm-hmm. and like and it's like not that committal you know mm-hmm. like you know only a couple of songs have trumpets or whatever yeah, yeah, just pop the rest in, of the time yeah. you can just hang out and dance and do backing vocals on stage yeah yeah so yeah that like 1999 there was a pretty good ska scene but mm-hmm. you know what that that was a very sharp peak as mm-hmm. far as time time goes, that was a very it peaked out and then it dropped off yeah, real fast. Yeah, real I don't fast. know what happened. Yeah, I mean, I think because like at that time, if I if I recall correctly, like lots of towns were like shutting down venues, right? Because it happened to the PY, oh, okay. ha- happened to okay. Cool Beans. I think yeah, it was just like um, yeah, I think a lot like it was just like a lot of like a crackdown. Yeah, it might have been poor. Might have been a little bit of poor management. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm sure there was a crackdown, definitely, yeah. And um do you think that that's why the the scene kind of like I think I, the, I think that people were just done. I think this ska done, yeah. is not really that cool and you know what? I love <laughs> Operation Ivy and mm-hmm. I love the Suicide Machines. Mm-hmm. I love Less Than Jake. Mm-hmm. But out of all those bands of that time, that's about all I could still like. I can't fucking put on Real Big Fish and listen to Real Big Fish. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah. Even Goldfinger, I loved Goldfinger so mm-hmm. much. Yep, they were big. And yeah. now I put them. Well, you know what? That first album is really good. <laughs> but you know, like anything after that, like there's there's a lot of stuff that does not hold up. Yeah, yeah. For me, I just yeah by the Boss Tones and and that was Suicide Machines that did that. I, I saw them in Tokyo. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yo, I remember that. Year. Yo, you yeah. like uh, I saw you did the um, Instagram Live thing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, that was that was very very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, they they still they still got it, man. Um, huge following here. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're still doing. It. I think one of I think one of them has a connection to Japan. Though they might even one of them might might even, might even live here. I'm sure. You know what? Suicide Machines have been, always been playing in Japan, and they always like do well there. There, there's mm-hmm. you know some bands just do well in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm mm-hmm. sure you could tell me many instances yeah. of. I don't know how popular they are, but uh, Rivers Cuomo lives here too from Weezer. I think his wife oh. is Japanese or something. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I, like, I don't like I don't all the Pinker songs talk about. Yeah, yeah. Pinkerton songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I've, I've I've never I still have never seen them live surprisingly. I saw no. them at Jones Beach two years ago, right like a, a week after I got married. Oh, oh, dope, man! 
Yeah, <laughs> it was it? really good. It was it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. But um, all right, yeah, cool, man. So we've been talking for almost fifty minutes, man. Um, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So ninety nine. You know, you're graduating. Right. right? I'm graduating two thousand. Two thousand. Oh wow. That's right. Yeah. Two years. That's right. Yeah. So what what were you doing like after you finished Brentwood? So after Brentwood, I yeah. went to um, Five Towns College. Okay. Oh, music. I had a so full music, scholarship. Yeah. Oh, congrats! Of, I didn't know that. Well, it was very easy to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Brown High School Radio, eighty-eight point one WXBA Brentwood. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I had a radio show on on there, and because of that, so Five Towns College would use our broadcast frequency, eighty-eight point one, after we signed off the air. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because we allowed them to to broadcast on our frequency, they would give like three Brentwood High School students mm-hmm. per year a full scholarship. Oh, wow. And that's, I was one of them. Yeah. It's a good deal. Yeah, it was a great deal. But I had to like, you know, keep it up. And you mm-hmm. know, at that time, I didn't care about like school. You know, I just wanted <laughs> to like skateboard in the back of CVS and <laughs> like drink 40s. Drink 40s, yeah. And like, you know. <laughs> And like push shopping carts in the empty parking lot. You know? Yeah, like yeah. With somebody inside, of course. <laughs> that was like, you know, what, what do you do when you're like 19? You know, like you can't yeah. go to the bar. So you yeah, remember, the parking lot. Remember the house? Yeah, just house parties. Like that was oh, what house um, parties. Yeah, and um, yeah, that was like a, that was a thing for a while. Like yeah, Chrissy Massey's house. Chrissy, yeah, Chrissy you know, Massey. She would have like huge parties like once a month. Yeah, and it would be like what you'd see in movies. Like yep. they would be like. <laughs> You know, yeah, there'd like, be like somebody vomiting in the corner somewhere and then like <laughs> making out in another corner. Yeah. You know, there would be like the movie Half Baked would be playing on the living room. And yeah. like, like, yo, like every different room you could go into, there would be like something else like Ooh, that was so going crazy, on. Man. And Fiberglass got to play over there. <laughs> yeah, oh, we covered. Yes. Yo, I Fiberglass this. got yeah. to play Cressy Mess's house. And that was like, if Fiberglass could, even now, any band that I'm in, like, do I want to play at a bar? Or do I want to play at like some venue and open up for some <laughs> other hardcore band? No, I want to play at a house party. Yeah. All I ever want to do is play at house parties. That is the most fun for me. <laughs> it is at sixteen and at like at thirty eight. I still yeah, man, it's still the party. best, man. <laughs> yeah, so we man, played that. We covered that. Not Quite Punks, the song. Not Quite really? Punks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think Crystal yeah. has the uh, the CD. If you if you. If you yeah, it's like not not quite punks. Not quite punks. Not quite punks. I wish Fabulous recorded that. That was a that was a great song. Yeah, well, was I take it back. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, it's funny, uh, like so. Carl, uh, the singer, Carl. Yes. He, he, um, yeah, he was a pretty good lyricist. Um, and I actually wrote everything. <laughs> I wrote all the songs because Rui couldn't play uh, guitar that well. Okay. Um, and I think Lee might have wrote some stuff, but yeah, I think most all the riffs. I had a, I those, wrote. Dude, and actually the demo I, I think I tracked all the guitars on demo on the demo yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this funny man thinking back. Dude, that, that. that was that yo, that was to me that was the coolest thing. <laughs> that was seriously the coolest thing. Yeah, and man. like, you know, so now like I would go see see you guys play. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like ninety eight and now like you guys 
are seniors, mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm going to Qzar to to see yes. you guys play. I remember the Qzar. Yo, and like that was that was so cool because this was the first time I'm seeing a live band. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen a, a real a real band play in front of me. Yeah, and people that I know, dudes that I'm like I go to high school <laughs> with. I know these guys. These are yeah, my we friends. Yeah, we had like fans. I, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah we man. played house. Yeah, Qzar. I played some house parties in like East Islip and stuff. Like, yeah. Claudia. Totally forgot about that. Claudia, Fab- yeah. Fiberglass played at Claudia's house on Halloween. Claudia's on, yeah, yeah. Ninety nine. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah still t- she's on Instagram. Still, still talking. Yeah, to yeah. She yeah. lives in like San Diego. I think, yeah, in somewhere. California and stuff. Yeah, that's nuts, man. So, so yeah, man. Okay, so you're in Five Towns. Um, yeah. So in Five that, Towns man? after. Oh, you know what? I didn't really care about school, and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to practice my cello. I wasn't going to practice my guitar. I wasn't going to study my harmony chords and like, like sight reading and like. Oh I didn't yeah, give it's, a it's, shit. It's, I did it was, not care. It's tough, man. It was tough. Yeah. It was too much, and I'm like 19, and I just want to like go on like AOL and like, tr- like trying to meet girls or something. <laughs> yes. You know? like, yeah, that's, man. That's all the I cared old school about. AOL game. Got to pick. Yeah. <laughs> meeting girls at like smith haven mall or something (laughs) yeah man it seemed so it seemed so like weird back then it was like (laughs) and now it's like people swipe right on tinder yeah 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 it's 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 become uh it's like a norm back then it's kind of gambling a little bit yeah, so I didn't care about Five Towns, and mm-hmm. like 2003, I was out of there, and mm-hmm. at that time, I stopped going to shows. I was just mm-hmm. like, burn, I was burned out. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, but I would still see you guys around at parties, yeah. and you know, I remember seeing Vaughn at the downtown in Farmingdale, mm-hmm. and um, and every every Tuesday night, there would be an open mic at, at the at the downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, bands would end up playing to get like to to get it as like a free rehearsal instead of like playing yeah. a, paying, a, paying a rehearsal space you would just like play open mic in the downtown it's like mm-hmm. your practice right and you get a free drink ticket out of it that oh, was nice. pretty cool yeah so during that summer i was like playing guitar in this band and you mm-hmm. know what they're not even worthy to get a name i'm not even gonna mention it because <laughs> i'm just gonna skip right over them okay and i ran into chris tavon mm-hmm. and um and he was talking to rob uh ron grimaldi Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he was like this scary dude, and I was like, "I'm not gonna go over there. I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to piss that guy off." I was probably like a little drunk and whatever. And so anyway, you know, finally I got a chance. I got a chance. I got a chance to talk to Vaughn. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for this other guy, this weird, crazy-looking guy, to like go away so I could get a chance to talk to Vaughn. So finally, I got my chance to go over to Vaughn, mm-hmm. and in true Vaughn fashion. He's like giving me these like unsolicited demands, like you need to listen to a fail. You need to listen to Strike Anywhere. You need to listen to Hot Water Music. Sounds and just you know like what? fucking Yo. Chris, man. Yeah, right. And he was absolutely right. He was absolutely right. So you know, now I go out and I I start finally, finally something mm-hmm. new to listen to instead of listening to like Pinhead Gunpowder and like Operation <laughs> Ivy all the yeah. time. You know, I'm listening to the same bands. Mm-hmm. So finally, I got these new things to listen to: Hot War Music, and mm-hmm. you know, excellent I love band, it. Uh, one of my hell favorite yeah, bands. Yeah. And you know, at that same time, like you hit me up on AIM, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yo, would you be interested in playing drums for this band?" Mm-hmm. And you sent me, you know, an MP3, mm-hmm. 
and um, it was Thieves and Assassins. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, that's that ex subterfuge band. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I heard about this band. I didn't know Duncan at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him. And you sent me the song White Noise. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is sick. But, like, you're asking me, can, like, can I play drums? I can't play drum. Like, Chris Gleason, the way he, like, plays on that. Like, I yeah, can't play those. <laughs> I can't play those drum bards. They were way out of my capabilities. <laughs> and, you know, and I wasn't able to tour. So I, was, I, did, I didn't pursue it. But that mm-hmm. was, like... That was pre, I guess that was pre-capital. Yeah, pre-capital, yeah, because I was That's leaving. That's pretty much what yeah. we're getting to, so yeah. So now, you know, I, I wish I went to, like, to see the Reformation, and I didn't. I just wasn't around. I just did not do anything in those years. Yeah, it was, just, it was fast. And it was just two years, It went, to, went so, exactly, it went so fast. And now yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you never saw the Reformation. Oh, now the Reformation is breaking up. This is a show. <laughs> Phil's moving to Japan tomorrow. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck. Like, I missed this band. So, like, you know, let me go down to Saints and Sinners, like, right mm-hmm. down 111 and see see you guys. And I probably mm-hmm. went there by myself because, like, um, you know, I'm a loser. And, like, whatever. I'm going to go to the show by myself. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. And man, that was yo your harmonies all like you guys it was amazing how you guys would trade off like Duncan would sing a part and then you would sing a part and then Rob would sing a part and then there would be like the harmonies and it was so cool and Vaughn like playing his weird like oh man he was his he was his weird doing everything like, he could man you know like <laughs> Latin style like yeah. influence on like his beats behind mm-hmm. that and like you would have like boom boom dum, yeah yeah because I love I love I love that the fifths man I love my fifths yo the official hold on let me play the official Phil Phil baseline the the official Phil baseline is like. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, this, it's this. I love it, man. But you only you don't play that all the time. You only add that as a fill. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's what makes it cool because yeah. you, you stay on the boom 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 boom. That that's, that's yeah, the that's, that's the fill better. Yeah, little stank bass, on it. Yeah, yeah. Bass riff right there. <laughs> Simple, yeah, man. I just, I just, I love the way Simple but effective. Yeah, yeah. Effective. Yeah, very, very, very cool. You know, then, you know what? Because it's cool, that's, that's how I remember, like, how to, I remember that in my head. (laughs) And like you said, those, those, boom, 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 like, it's not like I, I didn't listen to that. I haven't listened. To, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that tape in like 15 years. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. But that's still, I remember it. I remember <laughs> yeah, how to play yeah. it, you know. <laughs> not quite punks, man. Yo, so I was listening to something that you that you posted today. What what was that? Oh, that's from uh album I I did. That that's uh, very, yo, you that the stuff that you do is very cool, man. I, I need, I, I, need thanks, to, man. Like, I need to like listen to more of that. Yeah, I, I, I sent it to you, man. It's a yeah. concept I'm holding yeah, a cool. website and stuff about this virus. And it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit out there a couple years ago. I was just like, um, yeah, just, I needed to do something. So I taught myself how to make a website. And then I made a website and I made a song, like an album that goes along with it. But uh, Right, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah that, that's, dude, that is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But cool, man. So, so yeah, so you're going, you, 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 went, you, went, you went to our, that, so that was our last show. 
you that you was the to? last Reformation show and yeah. my first time seeing you guys. And That's I was awesome. Like blown man. away. Yeah. And then like all the people in the parking lot and like everybody was friends with each other and it was like, Wow, this is so cool. And like it was, you know, it I was saw definitely Rob. Yeah, I think it was there was a definitely it was a, I don't know if this is true or not, but it felt like a that scene at that time was a di- different vibe from the scene that we were going to in in, in high school. It was it was smaller. Right. It was a little it was bit smaller, smaller, you know. The kids are a little bit older who, yeah. who went off to college, who doesn't care about this type of music or whatever. Yeah. You know, people stop being friends, people mm-hmm. get bored of going to shows, yeah. whatever whatever it is, and you know, we get smaller and smaller every year. Mm-hmm. But it was but tight, man. It was like it was really tight. Good. Yeah. It was and a tight I scene. sensed that. I didn't know besides you and Vaughn, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know mm-hmm. Duncan, I didn't know Rob. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing you guys and I'm like, Well, I want to be friends with these guys. <laughs> I don't yes, to be yeah. friends with these guys. And um and Yeah, so like went, what happened, yeah. Yeah. And you went off to Japan like that very next day. Yeah, the next day I think, yeah. So it was like, how do we keep this awesome music going? Mm-hmm. And um, and then like you know, I started talking to Von more, mm-hmm. and we were hanging out, and he was like, "Yo, do you want to like do you want to jam with me and Rob? Mm-hmm. Me and Rob are still gonna play." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> so now I meet Rob, mm-hmm. and um. He's and a character. Was awesome. he, he was he, a character, wasn't he, man? Man, he was a character. <laughs> like I first met him at um it was Warp Tour. And okay. you you and Vaughn were at Warp Tour. And uh, I went there with Steve Garcia and Danny Sabella and mm-hmm. um, we drove there and we get there and like it was sold out, couldn't get in, no chance of getting in. And it's like, all right, whatever. And it's like we're gonna just like walk in over these gates and it was like so ridiculously easy to just sneak in yeah, and like yeah. walk, walk over the gate so we get in there and like we get we we see you guys like immediately right there as if <laughs> as if you guys like just did the same thing or something it's like yeah. oh Phil and Phil and Christopher Nolte like oh my god like <laughs> so so then like and he was there with Rob mm-hmm. and you know obviously I knew you and and Vaughn already but I didn't know Rob, so now I'm meeting Rob, and you know I have like I'm like trying to grow out my emo bangs <laughs> at this point, and I just I have like this really bad Harry Potter haircut, and he's like, hey, who is this Harry Potter looking like herb? <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, this is how I'm like first meeting this guy, but yeah. like I could tell that like, but he, you know, the way he did it, he wasn't like mean about he's it. Not he was just funny. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't malicious. He was just like, this guy is hilarious. And then after that, that's when me and Vaughn were were talking about like. You know, actually, you know what? This, so you weren't there. You mm-hmm. weren't there because you were already gone. You were, or you had already left. Mm-hmm. This was a couple of weeks after that. So, like, I remember seeing Rob at that show, mm-hmm. and now I'm actually meeting him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so you know, me and me, Rob and Vaughn got together. And you know, I don't think I need to get into that unless you have specific questions because I know that you went all through all. Yeah, this with, with Chris with, and with everything. already, so I don't want to bore you. But if, unless you have like, yeah, you know, I guess any, um, I'll just, yeah, just ask. Um, I know that um, something that the Reformation never did was have like legit guitar solos, right? Oh, okay, but yeah. you guys had beautiful guitar parts. Yeah, yeah, so we had like really micro. We, we called it like micro solos. Oh, that's right? such a great. That's such a great way to like think about it. Yeah, so we just do like these little micro solos. But when, when I fucking heard Capital Man and I heard you ripping it up, man, I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs>
So like, where did that? Did you have to like fight for that? Did were you just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna fucking tear it up? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean fight for it? Like, did anybody like like say no no solos? Because like we never no one said dis- no solos. Okay, okay. Because um, I think none of us were good enough to real aside from like uh, Chris. Yeah, really I mean, I don't anything. think that Rob really loved that I was like trying to fucking solo all the time. But like, yeah, it's not that it was he he wasn't like jealous of me or something mm-hmm. that you know but it was more like all right is this guy gonna really take another fucking solo here like, <laughs> because you know we didn't have we didn't have a singer we didn't yeah. have a singer yet yeah so it's just like all right well i'm just gonna freaking shred right here yeah and, man you know. i love it man yeah. um like your Capital solo from um i mean i love all the fucking so many that's good solos but i think it's probably like from the first the first track from Homefront. Uh, uh, floodgates. Yeah, floodgates, man. You fucking yeah. rip it, man. You have, you have lots of good souls all, all the, the album uh, all the songs that you do but yeah man like um you're the, saying all the things i want to hear right now <laughs> yeah man this is awesome I, you know I just, this still sticks in my head man um, oh, i don't have thanks, a guitar that, that, i just got an acoustic guitar at me now because i can't play it but um but but yeah like um yeah like what 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 inspired you to do that because you don't really hear lots of depending on the band um right. but i don't think many long island Solid, like you, no, you, you had there's, there's proper, you had, you, yeah, solos. you had, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, you, but like you, you had proper solos, like you know, like okay, they're thought out, they're, yeah. they're usually thought out, like mm-hmm. the melody that the melody and phrasing that I want to hear is kind of in my head first, and then mm-hmm. I kind of transfer it out on guitar, mm-hmm. or sometimes I just play whatever comes out on guitar and just kind of like see what, see where it goes, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I don't know, yeah. I love Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. So that's probably really where that came from. A lot of the stuff that I do comes from Pearl Jam. Okay. A lot of, oh, hold on, let me clarify. A lot of that specific type of guitar solo stuff that I play mm-hmm. in Capital specifically is very Pearl Jam inspired, which okay. is also very Jimi Hendrix inspired. Like mm-hmm. Mike McCready is very, he's a very Hendrixy player, and, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where I really developed my style. Mm-hmm. And when I have a guitar solo in my head, that's. You know that's the foundation of for my mm-hmm. how my brain is operating. Dope man, yeah, I love it, man. I really thanks. Yes, thanks. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it really set Capital apart from most Long Island bands, to be to be honest. Um, yeah, you know, Capital always tried to be something a little different, not not like purposely, but like it was just what the the four of us plus Tommy were were into, and mm-hmm. you know, we were into like. Every, we were into a lot of a, a pretty wide array of different bands, different sounds, different styles of music. And, um, you know, there's really lots of easy ways to, to mix different styles of music together. And it could mm-hmm. be like, it could be really bad rap mm-hmm. rock, you know, it could, <laughs> it could be really cringy. Yeah. But I feel like that Capital kind of blended our punk with other styles of music 
you know emo and hardcore of course yeah yeah and you can have like the <laughs> some, like, some, I don't, some, I don't some know uh, like you know we, we played we played a little different i think you know yeah even a little bit of dub in in the first album it's like one of my favorite albums uh with some like even some little reggae oh are you um, talking about on oak Hill merge yes the end yes <laughs> love that part man <laughs> Yeah, so like um, that's really cool. So you were able, you know, to actually use your like kind of, you know, your your degree, I guess, to you know, craft, you know, capital in a way, or or guide it in a direction that yeah, was more. Yeah, you know, maybe a little bit, not yeah, really, but there were really. certain tricks that I knew that um, I would like to say that made Capital songs a little bit different. Like the mm-hmm. Grudge was mm-hmm. like we called that song four. That was a. F- no, that, that was song three. Gr- mm-hmm. Grudge was song three. That was the third song that we wrote. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a song that I pretty much wrote the whole thing before we started. So when okay. when, when me and Rob like decided to finally get together and jam with Vaughn, he came with a song. Mm-hmm. I came with a song. And we previously were like, all right, when we get together, let's write something together like on mm-hmm. the spot. That's what we figured out we were going to do before then. Mm-hmm. And um, I came prepared with the grudge, and he came prepared with the song that became Snake in Disguise. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you listen to the grudge, there's actually a my guitar here, so I can play it for you. There's like, you know, the song is in the key of E, mm-hmm. and then there's the this B chord here, which is the mm-hmm. five chord. Mm-hmm. And that could go up to the seven over here, mm-hmm. which would really be a, a diminished chord. Yes. Yeah. There's a diminished chord. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And um, what I wrote was a five, uh, a seven chord, a dominant seven. Okay. And um, that was just a little bit different songwriting. That's not a that's not a chord that would be in the scale. So mm-hmm. it would sound kind of weird unless you you have a purpose for it. So yeah. uh, I got this part. Dad was like from the grudge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and thank you for indulging me. No, no. I just, awesome. I, just, I just wanted to like you know play a little bit of that because I, I think that really is a, a foundation of like my style of, of how I write things on guitar. Like mm-hmm. if, if there was one song 
that I could point out to someone to say like, oh, I'm like, what's your style of songwriting? Like mm-hmm. that, that would be the one song that. Oh, dope, man! I'll yeah, cut it in. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for for sharing everything and uh yeah just uh, and also also playing the guitar man it's awesome man it's a really cool <laughs> dynamic i love yeah. it i love it man i'm glad um, you appreciate it yeah man so i guess yeah this stuff uh, talking about an hour and 20 minutes now um so okay. i just want to ask uh, two more questions sure sure yeah. um so yeah man um so doing music um i know we kind of skipped over you running like kind of having your bar with your brother and stuff um eh, but it's nothing really that interesting <laughs> okay i um, mean it is oh it, it yeah. certainly is so yeah the, but I, I don't think it's it would be suited for the purpose of uh what we're doing right now all right but yeah we can if you want to talk about that la- later sure. on come back on it'd be great sure. but um but yeah you kind of uh are not doing anything with music you didn't go to get your master's and anything to do with music uh so if, no. you want, if you'd like would you can you share about what, what you're doing now <laughs> sure like like not musically like what yeah, am I just yeah. doing generally in life? So yeah. right now I work as a chemist, an analytical chemist for uh, Nature's Bounty. Mm-hmm. We manufacture vitamins, minerals, supplements, um, soft gels, you know, tablets, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's a job in Bohemia. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to become a chemist. And my background is molecular biology, uh, mm-hmm. biochemistry, genetics. You know, that's really what I'm interested in. But mm-hmm. it's really hard to get a good paying job to do that. But chemists... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. On Long Island, if you want to stay on Long Island, there's not really okay. good good pay unless you have a PhD. And even mm-hmm. then, like you know, the jobs are few and far between. Mm-hmm. They're very specific. If you don't have you know specific knowledge of a very specific area, mm-hmm. you know your PhD might be worthless. Yeah, in Long yeah. Island especially. Mm-hmm. So, um, but one thing that my degree is qualified for, my bioscience degree from Farmingdale, uh, I have a minor in chemistry. Mm-hmm. So. I got contacted um, in 2016 to become a chemist. I was losing my job. I was working as a a plant geneticist. Cool. For uh, this startup company called Plant Genetic Engineering. Mm -hmm. We were trying to engineer plants so that they could satisfy their own nitrogen requirements. So right now, if you're growing uh, crops, say corn, rice. Yeah, you have to put like the nitrogen in the soil and shit. You have to put nitrogen in the soil, right. Yeah. So that's the biggest overhead cost for the farmer, or one mm-hmm. of the biggest biggest overhead costs. Now, also, in addition to that, nitrogen, it runs off. Most of the plants, they, they don't use all that nitrogen. You know, you put down, the farmer puts down excess nitrogen way more than the plant will ever no, take they, up. They ever, yeah, yeah. And it all runs off into the waterways, mm-hmm. and it, it causes eutrophication in the, in the streams, mm-hmm. and that... Um, that Enables algae to bloom out of control, which then sucks up the oxygen from the water, and fish die. Other, um, yeah, it's messed the whole ecosystem. Know, uh, yeah, right, right. The aquatic life <clears throat> will will suffer from eutrophication of the waterways due to nitrogen runoff. So mm-hmm. what we were doing was trying to uh, enable crop species like corn and wheat to be able to satisfy their own nitrogen requirements by using a gene that was found in uh, nitrogen fixing bacteria. So all the nitrogen that we have in our bodies really comes from really nitrogen-fixing bacteria that grow on the roots of certain um, plants like peas and peanuts, oh, wow. uh, okay. alfalfa, 
um, soybean. Mm-hmm. These are um, legumes. Leg- legumes. Yeah, yeah, legumes. Right? Yeah, they're not even beans. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so so the, those type of plants they grow these oh, they're specialized. Not nuts, sorry, the beans and nuts, nuts are. Yeah, yeah they are yeah. nuts. They're yeah. they they're nuts too. Uh, yeah, it's like really weird. Well, anyway, Someone told me like, yeah, peanuts not a is not a nut, man. I'm like, what? Right. It's a legume. I, I'm like, what the fuck are you okay. talking about? Right. Yeah, I don't so, know what it was. But anyway, yeah. Well, anyway, legumes they they <laughs> they enable these specialized root structures to grow that mm. enable um, bacterial growth that are these specialized bacteria called nitrogen-fixing bacteria mm-hmm. that are able to t- take nitrogen from the air. Now, nitrogen from the air is inert. Yeah, it's we a ton of it, it in, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we breathe it in, we breathe it out. Yeah. It's 70% of our, ni- of mm-hmm. our atmosphere, and it's uh, two nitrogens with a triple bond in between them. So, so it's very non-reactive to think. To break that triple bond and cause the nitrogen to be reactive, you would need to input a lot, a lot of, energy. of energy. Yeah, yeah. So now you know, a way to, to get around this is to have a catalyst and high amounts of, of energy to break that triple bond, which mm-hmm. then you can then reduce the nitrogen from the air into ammonia. Okay. And that was a game changer that was you know, commercialized in this industrial process called the Haber process in the early 1900s mm-hmm. um, that we were able to, to go along the, the green revolution, which, you know, we were able to, now farmers were able to add art, an artificial source of nitrogen to their crops. Mm-hmm. Now we were able to feed a lot more people. And if mm-hmm. you look at gra- graphs of the human population, back then we were limited, you know, by a lot of things, of course, but in one way by, by the amount of food that Ooh, we yeah, were able yeah. to, to eat. And the, the green revolution, you know, but with the with the Haber the Haber process, we were able to um, really feed millions yeah, more, more people. people. Yeah, and you know there's exponential growth of the human population. Mm-hmm. But with that, you know there's exponential pop, uh, pollution as well. Yeah, the runoff. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and still like even you know places where the 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 soil isn't so fertile. You know, mm-hmm. farmers they may not. In poor rural areas, they may not have access to this, you know, artificial industrial yeah. nitrogen fertilizer. Like I said, it's expensive because mm-hmm. there's so much energy input mm-hmm. to you make know, it. That's yeah. a lot of fossil fuels that you need to burn to to create mm-hmm. these temperatures to make this process happen. Mm-hmm. So what we were hoping to do is was take this gene from this nitrogen fixing bacteria and mm-hmm. clone it into plants. Oh, and then it can re- reproduce right. uh, with, when the, as so, a plant so the yeah. So the plant would be able to express this gene mm-hmm. and therefore satisfy its own nitrogen requirements by you know, synthesizing the enzyme that, that does this, called nitrogenase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, I was there for a while, but you know, it's a science research job. And you mm-hmm. know, you, you got laid, I got laid off mm-hmm. And that's how I um, I started working for Nature's Bounty as a chemist. So that's oh, what wow. I've been doing now. And so what, like, what, what 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 got you into this, man? I mean, it's a, it's, it seems a little bit bad religion. Yeah, really. Ah, oh, because Greg Graffin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Descendants. Descendants. Yeah. Okay. Descendants. Milo is a plant biochemist. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. So yeah, I actually got my job. This job that I'm telling you about. I actually got this job. My professor from college. She worked with Arabidopsis, which Arabidopsis is like this mustard weed. Mm-hmm. It's it's very unremarkable, and um, you know it's like a weed that grows in the cracks. But it's the model species if you work with plants. Mm-hmm. So you know if you work with animals, you, you know you work with like mice, right? You or the fruit flies. Or, or fruit flies, right? Yeah. Um, 
in the plant world, you work with Arabidopsis. Okay. So sh- I, I found out that this professor worked with Arabidopsis. So I was like, oh, I know that from Milo. All right, yeah. well, the descendants. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I try to get into her lab, and I get into her lab, and now I'm doing my internship in that lab. Wow. So this is, this is my last year of college at Five Towns, mm-hmm. uh, not Five Towns, at Farmingdale, <laughs> yeah. where I'm, you know, my bioscience degree. Mm-hmm. So now I graduate, and now I'm like, what do I do now? And my former professor meets my... The bo- my boss on the plane. She's sitting next to him on the airplane. Oh, wow. And they're both going to this conference called the Gordon Conference, mm-hmm. which is a specifically a conference about chloroplast DNA. So chloroplasts are the organelle that's inside plant cells that contain the chlorophyll, which is the pigment that yeah, enables yeah. photosynthesis to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the green. So this, green, yeah. this, this conference in California was specifically about chloroplast uh, biology. <laughs> so it's just like amazing that, um, you know, these two were sitting on a plane together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they small talk and they find out they're, they're going to the same place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was like, Oh, do you have any students? She's like, yeah, actually I do have a student that like is looking for a job. So they put me in touch and that's how I got that job. Wow. Plant man. genetic engineering. Yeah. I was there for two years, a year and a half. That's so cool. Awesome. Man. Yeah. I mean, I made terrible terrible money <laughs> it's but, so know, weird man because we had no seems, money yeah it seems like uh it's yeah. kind of a job that you'd make a lot of money with but uh well yeah, it could have been it had, yeah. it had potential I, yeah. I and i believe that my ceo the inventor my boss mm-hmm. genius a d zaltzman phd mm-hmm. i believe that if you know we went through that round of uh venture fund you know venture capital funding and like we were able to like show that our technology really does work because mm-hmm. i really believe that it did work mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could have did something. You know, people wow. are so freaked out about GMOs and they don't yeah, know it's what unfortunate, they're talking isn't about. Because the one thing I, I try to tell people, I mean, I'm not going to go to school for it, but, you know, I've read a lot about... Um, I mean, your mom is in the biochemistry department at Stony Brook. Say again? Your mom is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biochemistry yeah. I, I, I worked in the chemistry. We worked with I, the tobacco plants and I had to clean right. up all the... Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we worked with tobacco. Wait, did you say tobacco? Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's I what, had to that's clean what it. I worked with at, at Plant Genetic Engineering. Oh, cool! I didn't even work with Arabidopsis. There, I worked with tobacco. Yeah, it, um, yeah. yeah, I got you know they would t- tell me about it. I, I got to do some lab stuff. Maybe it was illegal. I don't know. So I don't know wow, with tobacco years ago. Yeah, yeah. So like they would grow it in. They wouldn't even grow it in soil. They would grow it in this gel. Dude, um, yeah, and I would have how to. How did we like, not talk about this? <laughs> this is what I. This is what I did. It's called gel, right? Was it really? clear? Yeah, it's clear. Yeah, yeah. So I had to clean it up, and I had to bring it downstairs, and yeah, they would give me work. Wow. That, yeah. But I, it was not my degree at all. But um, yeah, I, but that, this is exactly you were doing the same things that I was doing. Basically, <laughs> I was so doing cool. the same tasks as you probably. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you have to like uh, superheat the the glasses to make sure they're really clean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, autoclave. You use the gloves to take it out. One hundred twenty-one yeah, cool degrees Celsius. Yep. Yep. So it's above the boil point, boiling point of water. It's mm-hmm. basically a chamber with boiling water that mm-hmm. it's above boiling and that the combination of the, the heat and the pressure will just destroy. Destroy anything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was like my job for almost, a while. Almost. Almost everything. Yeah. Almost everything. Yeah. Because it's stuff that... Not the, the, spores. That, it yeah. won't kill spores. Really? Okay. So the yeah, yeah. the fungus yeah. is more resilient. Yeah. But but pretty much once, when something is article... Like, like when doctors, you know, cut you open, mm-hmm. you know, the scalpels and all those instruments mm-hmm. that they use, they're autoclaved. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, they're, they're pretty much sterile. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. don't, but, don't um, worry about the one stray spore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I was just going to say, like, a lot of things that we eat today 
are through you know gen like thousands of years are uh, are modified like corn Absolutely. and banana bananas banana um, bananas a monocrop yeah so like it's all the they're same all they're clones. cloned yeah they're yeah they're all clones they're all clones they're yeah. it's very dangerous what's happening right now with the bananas I sound like Donald Trump talking about that. <laughs> it's very what's happening what people are saying about the bananas <laughs> <laughs> so the bananas, because they are all clones of themselves, mm-hmm. they are susceptible to um, to different diseases. Mm-hmm. Now, the the beauty of genetic diversity is that you may have one bad gene, but you have a, a homologous copy of another gene that can correct for that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for that deficiency that you might have. Mm-hmm. But when you have clones, they're all genetically identical. They are very susceptible to different disease, diseases or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And what's happening is all the bananas are infected by this fungus called Fusarium, I, th- I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's like this orange like fungus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of making this up right now. But <laughs> they are all infected by, by this fungus, and it's really killing all the crops. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so, so this has been going on for a while, and eventually uh, the banana, as we know it, is going to become extinct unless we... The only way we can save this is by propagation through either genetic engineering or by like artificial... You know, like you said with the gel right, like mm-hmm. cloning them on gel right, where you know it's aseptic conditions. There are no, yeah. f- there's no chances of that fungus. The mm-hmm. fungus is spreading like the virus, basically, and it's mm-hmm. going everywhere. That fungus that is killing the bananas, mm-hmm. the banana crops, is basically like a virus that's spreading. It's a pandemic for bananas. Bananas, yeah, that's the, going the banana COVID. with no, yeah. with no, with no. You know, if anyone, if everyone just would wear the mask, <laughs> we would stop this. But you know, I don't. I honestly don't know what's what the cause of spreading it's probably you know tending to the ground and, mm-hmm. and whatever that you know that that type of fungus mm-hmm. fusarium if i'm correct um you know it's probably ubiquitous everywhere and mm-hmm. and you know you, as your farmer you're turning the soil you probably just introduce it just from mm-hmm. from that process i'm yeah. guessing i don't know yeah but it is i read about that yeah it's a, a, yeah the, the monocrop yeah but but yeah man thanks for sharing so much about your your career it's such a cool thing and it's um yeah man that's cool that uh yeah we were doing the kind of similar tasks <laughs> the, had the no bio, idea yeah, yeah i did it for like a year year and a half crazy about. wow and then um same i switched time, to wow. to the other lab and i was doing stuff with fruit the, the same job oh, wow. with, with fruit flies yeah is it, this is at stony brook right yeah stony brook yeah what, what year was this oh man this was uh it's probably 2002 2000 yeah wow. like, i was still a student so uh, you were you were your bachelor's in, is in english right um oh, sociology sociology right, right yeah but my mom worked in the department and i needed a job of, bio, of biochemistry yeah yeah right yeah so she yeah she uh she's like a secretary she does wow, like something. i can't believe i can't believe we never talked about that yeah yeah man i loved That's it crazy. it was so cool and they were like That's oh you awesome. should major yeah, in this so i was like i don't know how to ma- i'm graduating i don't know how to do it <laughs> yeah I was, yeah That's you know? awesome, man. wow so okay yeah man so final question um yeah, yeah so uh yeah can I ask everyone this? So, um, can you speak uh, other languages, even a few words other than English? Uh, if so, please I mean, share. Yeah. So, yeah, I could speak a few words of Spanish, but like it's very, it's on a very elementary level. So, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Americans in general, you know, we only know one language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mo- and, monolingual. You know, yeah. Yeah. working in 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 the lab, being involved with with science. Mm-hmm um i've being from brentwood mm-hmm. you know i've i've been um exposed to people from a lot of different cultures that are different from from my own mm-hmm. and i think that that 
exposure to that diversity has been a, a blessing as far as my life. I don't, I don't use the word blessing, mm-hmm. but I guess in that, in this case it would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, being involved with science and being involved with people, so many different people from different backgrounds, different cultures, different ethnicities, I'm exposed to all these different languages and, and people that English is not their first language. Mm-hmm. And, you know, English might be their fourth language, their yeah, third yeah. language. And my wife has her degree from Stony Brook in mm-hmm. linguistics. Mm-hmm. And then she did her, her master's in TESOL, mm-hmm. teaching English to speakers of yep. other languages. And that's when I first heard of ENL. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what ENL? What's ENL? Like, when I was growing up, it was ESL. Mm-hmm. And Duncan was over the house when we were talking about this. And he was like, oh, well, you know, it's a little bit presumptuous to assume that English is someone's second language mm-hmm. when many people around the world speak more than one language. Yeah, so yeah. English is not their second language. Mm-hmm. It might be their third language. It yeah. might be their fourth language. They might speak Urdu. They might speak Hindi. Mm-hmm. They might speak, you know, they might have learned English as their their third language, mm-hmm. like on their own, not yeah. in school, not in an academic environment. So I always thought that was like very, that that was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because my wife was, is a, um, an ENL, te- ENL teacher, English as a new language, mm-hmm. I've had that sort of exposure that I wouldn't normally have between the people that are, you know, from my job, being involved in science mm-hmm. and being from Brentwood. Um, all these people that English was not not their first language, but mm-hmm. they're not their second either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a humbling you know? experience. Yeah, but to meet you know, someone, but yeah, that, that in general, <laughs> Americans Americans are just so used to their little English world, and that's all they need to do. And everyone else needs to speak English. <laughs> and it's like, all right, man, all right. Like, do you speak any other languages? And most people don't. Most yeah. Americans don't. I should say. Yeah, most, mo- people, most, most people most people do yeah most americans don't mm-hmm. so yeah do i know any other languages yeah i could uh, any i could speak a few words in several other languages i guess one word or one word to five words i could speak basic sentences in spanish but unfortunately most of the spanish that i know Mm-hmm. Anybody that I would be communicating with probably already knows the same <laughs> in sentence <laughs> in English. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah. me gusta la playa. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, what can I say? Donde está el baño? But it's you a, know? yeah, okay, cool. So oh, yes, Domingo, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, my, my Spanish is very elementary. Mm-hmm. I would really have to think about it. Uh, I would like to think that my accent is not too atrocious because I've been exposed to the language for much of my life on mm-hmm. a regular basis, but not regular enough to where I was able to keep my, you know, my two semesters of college Spanish mm-hmm. like at a, at a level to where I would feel confident. You know, yeah. if, you were, if you were to say something very basic to me in Spanish, maybe I would be able to answer you back. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would. Mm-hmm. Very basic. All right, cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But language as a com- language as a concept is very you know the stories that my wife tells me about like teaching kids that are coming you know from like Central America they're mm-hmm. fleeing these 
you know, horrible envir- environments of mm-hmm. like, you know, either their government is corrupt or there's there's like gangs that want to kill them. Mm-hmm. And they literally had to to walk here. Yeah. Thousands of miles. And like, you know, there's a line in the Capitol song, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you risk your life to get here, well, then I think you've got a right to stay here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's one of my favorite Capitol songs that's on Crossroads. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whenever I think about what my wife does as her profession, it, it's very, uh, you know, it makes me feel good that there's there's someone like her that, that cares so much about this. And, and, you know, it really makes me empathize with what these kids have gone through and mm-hmm. what what they're going to still go through even while they're here. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much uncertainty, um, not only in the world, especially in America, mm-hmm. but, you know, and, and in the world too, you know? Yeah. So, man. yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank, uh, thank, thanks for sharing all that, man. It's, um, yeah, man, I definitely, yeah, I totally agree. It's, uh, you know, uh, that's the thing with, 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 uh, with language. Um, and, you know, with, with English, uh, you know, English is kind of like the lingua franca, right? It's, it's used all over the world. You know, even like, if you want to be a programmer or any, you have to learn English, right? right. It's just like, cause it's, it's such written a complicated, in English. Such a weird, yeah. it makes a, a lot of it just makes no sense. Like the rules, mm-hmm. like wait, what you told me <laughs> that this rule, you, yeah. you told me about that rule. Yeah. It's like, what is going There's so many, so weird. Yeah. English it is, is so weird. And you know, but, uh, a lot of like Americans, dumb Americans, you know, <laughs> they, they are hard on, on immigrants that like are struggling with the language. And it's mm-hmm. like, how good are you with English? Yeah, because yeah. the English that I hear and see coming out of your typing is like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about either. Yeah. And most of these people that like speak English as a new language mm-hmm. speak English better than the Americans that speak English. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, they have, um, you know, a kind of... Res- better uh, syntax or better yeah. grammar. You know, kind stuff of a, like that. A, yeah. And it's a kind of, um, you know, they they have a different uh, view uh, about the language because it it's it, it's something that they they need like they they had to it's like learning i don't know if you had to learn how to do kickflips to survive right like oh my god <laughs> like, it's just it's just a challenge so when people learn uh, english like they take they have to take it a bit seriously They're learning an right. instrument right yeah yeah idioms um, yeah so, idioms and stuff yeah, yeah so yeah. so real quick um mm-hmm. the lab manager at my job mm-hmm. You know, she's a chemist, PhD in, in you know, analytical chemistry or whatever. She's from Sweden. She's, uh, you know, in her 50s or whatever. So she's she's been in a management, lab manager position for a while. And one of the things that she um, she brought to the lab that was that was new to me mm-hmm. was she brought idioms to the lab. So mm-hmm. every, every week we have our lab meeting to discuss you know, every, the the events of the week or whatever, things that are going to come up. Mm-hmm. And she also talks about an idiom because there are so so many of us in the lab that English was not their first language mm-hmm. that um, she thought that idioms would be a fun way, you know, so maybe, maybe people know it, maybe people don't, but mm-hmm. it's something that, like, is fun to, like, bring up. And yeah, be like, yeah. you know... Uh, we're not out of the woods yet, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. um, and burning the midnight oil, uh, pull, b- burning the midnight oil and throwing somebody under the bus. <laughs> and these are things that, like, <laughs> dude, in the lab, these are things that you say in the lab, you mm-hmm. know, or any, any working, it's thrown, it's going to throw me under the bus. Yeah. You know, like, 
These are they, and some people they might not know what mm-hmm. you're talking because they might take it literally because mm-hmm. you know they know what throw you under the bus means, mm-hmm. but they don't know that that is not to be taken literally, mm-hmm. but be to be taken as an idiom. Mm-hmm. So that has been something that has been um, part of my weekly schedule. Awesome, and uh, it's it's inspiring to see like some people that like haven't a lot most of them know most mm-hmm. of the, most of the people in my lab they know all these idioms mm-hmm. already because you know they've been here for however many years mm-hmm. but there's always going to be ones that you don't know yeah and yeah. uh it's not it's cool to see like when these actually do resonate with them like oh you know i've heard that before but i wasn't yeah, you know, yeah. Like, i thought they actually meant like throw me under the bus you know like yeah piece of cake yeah, yeah it's exactly like, it, that was one of them yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's it's interesting when um yeah because i work you know that teaching some students they're like um they're like what did this what did you say because they're like oh you didn't know that. right so, right because they they heard you they and they probably knew what you said but they're like wait what did he just yeah, say yes like, like, yeah, what is uh, piece yeah. of cake like what are you talking about <laughs> piece of cake why are you talking about cake man are you okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's fun uh, yeah it is yeah. i love i love uh when you know um you know someone who speaks english as a as another language uh yeah know, ask questions like where did it come from and then like i don't know let's 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 jump on google and find out together you know and it's, there was uh, actually something um this weekend that i saw um cnn posted it mm-hmm. it was um some woman i don't even remember where it was it might have been in greece mm-hmm. but i could be wrong and um i think they speak whatever language they speak but they in addition to that they speak this whistle language oh wow where they go oh cool <laughs> And whatever they did there, like inflections, mm-hmm. like how how certain language, they're they're tonal. So like I know mm-hmm. that uh, was it Mandarin that has like yeah, Mandarin uh, like huh yeah. Uh, yeah like might mean two different things yeah you know one yeah. might mean door and one might mean like you know refrigerator or yeah. whatever yeah yeah <laughs> and um you know depending depending on the tone you mm-hmm. know of whether you're going up or going down or staying mm-hmm. you know staying flat and this language is. I think it was a way of like herding sheep or oh, I don't remember what they, it was. Yeah, they use it in the jungle as well in the South America. Yeah. They, they have the communication. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, there's like all these things we think, we think that language is such a, you know, I mean, I don't know how to describe it, but like the, the common sounds that we mm-hmm. would say, like the vowel sounds and whatever, but their language goes beyond that. Oh, you way know? beyond it. Yeah. You um, know, even when you think of like, a, like sign language, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So body yeah, language. You know, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's deep, and then you know what we're doing now in the research is about identity, and by learning a language, your who you are changes, and how you perceive the world can also change. Uh, because I would love, I would love to like see whatever you're able to share. I would love to. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll definitely share some papers on. I yeah, have yeah, I'll I, eventually have some coworkers as well who are you know re- research this stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, you, when I took. Um, when I was doing grad school at Stony Brook, mm-hmm. my first semester, I wanted to become a teacher, like mm-hmm. a science teacher or whatever. This is the semester I started when I started working for plant genetic engineering. Mm-hmm. It was the same, same time. And uh, we had this paper to write, and you helped me with that paper. Do you remember that? No. What was you, I interviewed you. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
I remember and that. Yeah, the wow. It was called like code switching. Yeah, code switching. Yeah, I remember that. Wow, yeah. that was a long time ago. And you helped and you helped me with that paper. And really, I interviewed you and you told me about your experiences, your experiences growing up mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. in Brentwood, and your experiences of being in Japan. Yeah, that's right. And, totally. You know the, the cultural experiences, and specifically about like. This was sort of, a, it wasn't a sociology class, but mm-hmm. it was like very, it, it was rooted in that, you mm-hmm. know, kind of stuff. And uh, that was very helpful to me. I got an A on that paper. Oh, great, man. Awesome, and, man. Uh, <laughs> thanks to you th- and Jared, Jared Ellerby. He, yes. He, uh, okay, I remember this. This was like person. a couple years back. Yeah, like this three, is 2015. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. But all right, man, yeah, uh, Joey, thank you so much for doing this. I, re- I really appreciate you saying, saying so much about, you know, you know your your kind of um, music experience. And, yeah, Phil, it's been um, great. Thank you. Yeah, man. And, uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, Who's going to want to listen to talk to me? Who's yeah. going to want to listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be, yeah, man, you'll be surprised how many people. Yeah, yeah. I will, definitely, I'm definitely going to plan to listen to all of, all of the ones that you've done. Yeah. You know, yes. um probably will be i mean obviously personally interested in in all of them but <laughs> these are i think they'll be interesting cool, cool man, all yeah. those who like podcasts awesome man well well thank you dude and thank you for being a hero that i call by their first name and mine. <laughs> thank you phil i could say the same for you of course <laughs> seriously awesome, oh, yeah.